Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Probably just clipped out there, sorry. <laughs> Hope you're all well on this Tuesday. Ooh, do you wanna pause it? Um, busy day for me, obviously getting ready to go back to work tomorrow. No fun in that, is there? Had some, had a, so close, I was so close today. The new MacBook 16-inch Pro was, I thought it was gonna get delivered today, never. It's been like uh, three weeks and it's sitting in DHL since 10 o'clock last night and they're too busy to process it, which I don't understand. I know that everyone's busy and that's, that's fine and nothing I can do about it, so there's really no, probably shouldn't whinge, but I used to work at a DHL and it's, everything is a process and it's scanned in and then it's scanned out to go out in the morning. So if you're gonna come and pick it up, there's really no issue in just going to pull off the shelf and you just scan it as pick up and person picks it up. There's, I don't know why it has, there's no other processes for it done. There's no customs due left for it. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> what do you do? Um, yeah, I'm not gonna, it's no use arguing with someone on the phone. Um, it wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna, it was too hard in the too hard basket. It's only taken seven days to get from China to here on DHL, which is pretty strange. Um, when I worked at DHL, one of the best things about DHL was the fact that they're super, super quick. Uh, they prepay all your customs duties and such before it even gets into the country. So when it comes, all it needs is a custom clearance and then it's ready to get picked up by a customer. There's zero else to be done other than picked up, scanned into the truck and delivered. Apparently that's changed. Has been 10 years, so maybe it has changed. I'm not sure what they do now, but um, it was a pretty simple system. And yeah, we were top shop a couple of times in the year I was there. So yeah, anyway, what do you do? <laughs> I spewed, I was so close. So that means two, two more weeks of <laughs> flogging the ever-loving crap out of my poor old 2014 30-inch MacBook. She has earned every penny, every two and a half thousand dollars I put into her in 2014. Um, yeah, I can definitely not complain about the quality, build and longevity of Apple. 10 years out of anything nowadays is a friggin' minor miracle. Uh, I have had no dramas whatsoever. This was the first model with an SSD, uh, which was just mind-blowing after the old H, uh, hard drives. You imagine, I guess people who, not many people would have can remember back to them, but hard drives were bloody woeful in a laptop. Um, and yeah, so it, it was an awesome machine when I got it and was state-of-the-art and I spent the money and it's just been amazing. Uh, it was pre all that stupid scissor key thing, so it's still got the glow in the dark uh, Apple on the back of the laptop, which now they're talking about bringing back, which I didn't even know they got rid of, so that's weird. Um, and it still does not miss a beat. The only problem I have with this thing is the Premiere Pro. Working with that, it just crushes it and just absolutely just, just goes brrrr, just kills the poor thing. To the thing when I, what did I do the other day? Oh, the, the last video. Yeah, the last video was 
on flyer night, that was, a, I think, 22 minutes, I think, the Astro video. That took seven, six and a half hours to render a 24-minute video out. Six and a half hours. And then I had to upload it. <laughs> the upload was no drama. It's, it's that render just crushes it. And it was thermal throttling for six and a half hours straight, just going... <laughs> And you can't use a computer. You have to close everything else down and just have Premiere Pro open and let, let it run. It's the only way I can get through it. And even then, at some, some stages, it'd stall and wouldn't lose any time for 40 minutes. And then at one stage, it started going back up. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it'd dive down and smash a heap. So the poor old thing has earned her stripes. So I was really hoping to give her a reprieve and spend two weeks with the new girl and getting acquainted with her and I was going to run around like a mad chook tonight and get it all set up and backed up and swapped over and all the gear swapped over and all ready to go so I could start afresh and really punch out a heap of work this swing but um that's life in it it's tough at the moment it's a it's a tough gig I'm sure there's a hell, I know there's a hell of a lot of people worse off than me at the moment it's just yeah I guess very frustrating when you're trying to do things and you get held back sometimes as we all do. So I'll get over it. Um, speaking of rough things, uh, big thoughts and issue or thoughts going out to, I do have some friends in LA. Uh, look, stay safe. It's pretty madhouse at the moment. Um, that's not good. Uh, I think sometimes people just get caught up in the emotion. There's a lot of emotion flowing around and people are making silly decisions. Uh, when protests turn into violence and looting then you are totally defeating the whole object of the protest i believe um i understand there's been some dickheads on both sides and they're the ones that are ruining it and the media's coverage is basically of this the dickheads they're not covering the actual people doing the right thing which is a shame because i've been i've noticed on twitter and there's been a lot of good stuff where People have done the right thing. Even police joining forces with people in New Jersey to do peaceful protests, which is just amazing. Um, and that's the way it should be. If you, everyone has a right to have their say, I'm a firm believer of that. That's the beauty of YouTube and podcasting. You have a you have a chance. If you don't want to listen, you don't. You just turn it off. Change the channel. It's completely your choice if you listen to something someone says. But it's when you start using that, that right to have your say as an excuse to do things wrong to people. Um, I think one of the videos I did watch today was uh, an elderly black man had his business destroyed in LA and he had put his whole life into that business and these young dickheads had gone through, trashed it, burned it, stole it, destroyed his car. I mean, he's probably week-to-week wage dude. He's probably got employees that he's pulled out of the ghettos to sort it out. And now he's going to have to try and get insurance, which is going to be insane because there's going to be insurance going everywhere. Uh, Does rights even come up in your insurance plan? And we all know what insurance companies are like. They're all a bunch of scumbags. Like Amy Insurance, they're scumbags. So they'll try and find a way to get out of it. So he could pretty much lose everything because of some dickhead just got overexcited, too much hormones, testosterone, and thought he could do whatever he wanted and 
just destroyed someone's life. It's terrible. So hopefully the government uh, steps in. But I, oh, and then Trump comes in today. There's I think earlier today he had a press conference and announced that all the states. <clears throat> He's given them authority to get the National Guard in, come in and quash it, and if they don't use it, he's going to get the army in and use force to shut down the riots. I don't... I, violence to stop violence is never a winning answer. Uh, I don't think there's been a war on this planet whereby retribution of violence, we've had a positive result. So we're not going to get a positive result out of this if that's the case. That's a shame. It would be fantastic if we, if we could find a solution that avoids any sort of violence or the need to have people with guns. Um, and as much as it's, it seems weird and, and frustrating to say that people out there with batons hitting people is a shitload better than people out there they're gonna, that are going to get with a gun in their hand, with bullets in there that can kill someone, that can make a mistake. Under the heat of heat of battle and pressure and people coming at them, is someone gonna make a mistake? It doesn't matter how trained you are when you've got a thousand people running at you with sticks and whatever, are you gonna stuff up? Is one person gonna stuff up and let loose with one of these guns? And they've probably all got machine guns, being America, uh, and kill 20 people and this goes, then this would explode into the next level and just be civil war. Hopefully not. Um, yeah, hopefully we can sort of, can't, they can calm it down. It's a, it's a bloody tragedy, especially with all the stuff that everyone's on the planet's been through and, and all those people in that city have been through already for the last three to four months with this bloody virus uh, to now have to deal with this is just... Just huge and, yeah, a real, real shame. So thoughts and prayers for everyone there. Hopefully a, um, a more peaceful solution can come somehow out of this. Uh, it obviously doesn't bring back those people that have lost people already. Um, obviously some major tragedies have got it to this state um, and that's something that the government needs to sit down and address and, and go, well, we're here to serve the people. Let's find out how this shit happened and how we can stop this ever happening again um, because this is the result if we don't do something about this. And I think that's the biggest issue. They need to sit down and go, right, why, why did it happen? How did this get out of control that someone in custody died? Uh, and we've had the same in Australia. We're not perfect either. We've, uh, there's been a lot of Aboriginal that has died in custody over the many, many years um, that I've been alive. So no one's perfect. Um, but no one can point a stick and say, oh, you're doing it wrong or whatever. Everyone's probably made the same mistake. It's something that just needs to, you need to sit down, go through it, get educated, work at so better solutions, better ways to do it. Even if you don't look at a look at a more peaceful way to do something, I don't know. Anyway, I'm no expert. I'm just that's thought I'd just say something because it yeah it was pretty sad to see all the suffering. Right, um, let's go into some positive stuff. Uh, got a heap done on the new channel on the new channel, the new video last night. Uh, Botanical Garden. So there's pretty much a lot of flower stuff. There's a few other ones. But it, it, like the flowers just started popping. Uh, 
all that colour, all that texture, all those amazing, amazing things you can get out of uh, flowers, especially here. We've got a lot of wildflowers and stuff that you probably don't get to see in the other parts of the world. So hopefully I've done justice to them. And I know I've got some really good photos because I've I trimmed down from about 80 or 90 <laughs> good ones down to I think about 40 five star ones and now I'm, I'm going down and going through them and editing them and, and cropping them to suit and, and really isolating and I haven't even got to taking them to Photoshop yet for the final lumosity uh, uh, bit of a touch up so it's yeah, there's some really nice ones. I did chuck one up on Instagram. I'm going to start chucking the ones I have finished up just to sort of keep it going. I sort of run out of current video ones to put up there, so I like doing at least getting one photo a day up on Insta. Uh, so I'm sort of trying to start do that as I can. I've got enough there to get us get us up until the video, I think. Um, and yeah, I'll start putting some some really nice, beautiful flowers. It was a it was a gorgeous day. Heaps of light. Uh, it was really good to see how the bokeh on the Sigma 16mm 1.4 come out and it made, it was really, really nice. Beautiful lens, uh, it really shows its true colours here, shows off awesome, just some really vibrant colours, uh, that gorgeous depth of field and some great texture out of it. So I was pretty happy with where we're at at that. So still got to get a bit done to that. Uh, I'll probably do a little bit tonight maybe not too much because we've got to get up at 3 30 in the morning to go to work um so more so i'll probably back into it again tomorrow night um right did get some mail did get something good in the mail one positive mail i finally got an rgb light we talked about the led lights and it's taken me 10 months well the same thing i've had rgb lights with this one my last attempt, the Vest V Best Light, don't get it because they're woeful, the support service. Uh, scumbags, I've been trying to, it took me ages and in the end eBay had to step in and pay me because these guys even refused to give me my money back. Uh, it worked for about two goes and then it stopped working. You can sort of barely get it on if you mess around with the buttons and play with the buttons for half an hour, but it just didn't ever worked. Uh, so I've been looking at another option and trying to get away. I looked at the aperture, but they just, they've gone up in price. They were about 160. Now all these guys know they're hard to get hold of and they're ridiculously hard to get hold of. Uh, now they're up to 190, 200 bucks Australian just for one light. I'm not paying that. That's way over what the actual RRP is. Um, and yeah, not interested in doing that. But I did happen upon a video where some guys talked about this brand, Luxio. It's a Chinese brand. Um, and this is a, obviously a stick, uh, waterproof, fully waterproof, which is something the aperture isn't. So that's really good. I can put this underwater. It's a, it's a bar, I can hang it. You get two little lanyards to hang it with. You get a remote control. Um, what's my music? Maybe I should play. You get a remote control with all the different colors. I did pull it out to charge it, so I've already had a quick look at it. Um, pretty well made. Comes in a nice little felt bag, so that's pretty good. Nice bit of kit. Um, turn it on, and then you've got all sorts of different stuff. RGB, flashing, uh, lightning, and then you can change it. Now it'll go from. Oh, that's going to blow my mind. 
<laughs> oh. oh yeah. Well, I missed it. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and I've just still got to learn how to play with this. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so it's got a remote you can do. Obviously, it's a little bit finicky with that. I've got to work that out, but so far, so good. Comes up with all the different colors, all everything I want. Waterproof, uh, it's got the little stand, uh, little thing so I can screw it in and you can put it straight to a tripod and use it that way. Uh, so I could put it on the JB if I want to or one of my spare, spare um, tripods. So that's pretty cool. Waterproof, I can chuck it underwater with my um, lenses and my loom cube as well. So that's fantastic when it's raining. I don't have to worry about it. I can hold it in the hand and put it under rocks and get some nice colors and some and glow out of stuff. It'll do, it's IP68 rated. It'll do up to a thousand lumens, which is pretty darn good. <clears throat> It'll do four and a half hours on a full charge at max power. So that's, that's really good. Uh, it's got built-in 18650 battery. I haven't tried to pull it apart, but that's probably, that is a fairly common battery that you can get. So I'm assuming down the track, if I get to that stage, I might be able to pull it apart and replace that. Um, it does have the, it's got a screw on because obviously it's waterproof, so it's got the O-ring seal. And in the end, you can see where it's got the charging port and it's also got a USB in there because it is a 10,400 milliamp uh, battery inside it, even though it's an 18650, and you can use that to charge. Now it'll put out five volt at 2.4 amps. So that's pretty cool. It's 3,000 Kelvin to 5,750 Kelvin, 390 grams, so it's definitely not heavy. Um, probably it's very similar to like a Joby. I guess if you had a GoPro on, it'd definitely be about the same weight as that, to give you an idea. Uh, does take seven hours to charge on a two amp charger. Uh, it come with about two bars and I put it on at about 10 o'clock and it's nearly three now and I took it off about half an hour ago, it was fully charged, so that was pretty cool. So yeah, pretty stacked with that. Oh, it's got everything on the side, there you go. Wow, should have read all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, IP68, uh, yeah, pretty much all the stock standard. Mm. Look, CO, they're a good brand. If you're looking and you're on a budget, definitely thing, it come by DHL, which I was pretty stoked with. Definitely a lot quicker than anything else I've tried to get of the cheaper brands of through eBay. So it wasn't as, as uh, cheap. I think it was about, um, I think 200 or something, but it's obviously a big unit and it comes out. It's um, being that waterproof factor was a huge seller for me as well. So pretty stoked with that. You'll see more of that on the channel and I'll be using it to light stuff up and see if I can't get some different colors out of it. No. Likes the lightning bolts. <laughs> no, it doesn't want to do it for me. There we go. I'll work it out later. Um, and yeah, and that's about it for that. So yeah, Luxio, check it out. Very, very cool. Very happy with it. Uh, Peak Design has a new Kickstarter campaign coming out soon. Uh, go over, check out the video. 
went up on YouTube today. Uh, pretty cool. Haven't really said much what it is, but it could be one, could be multiple items by the way it looks in the, over on their website. Uh, I'll put a link down below because you, if you go through that link, you can possibly win the item once it comes public, obviously. So pretty cool idea. Um, do a Kickstarter and then a chance to win it. You have to be go through this link to go and have a chance to do that. So I'll whack the link down below, even if you don't need anything or you're not into it, it's still probably gonna be worth a bit of a kit. So you could probably get it and sell it if you're lucky enough to win it. So go check that out, hit the link below and go suss it out and see if you can work out what they've got coming in. They had a pineapple in front blocking the view when they're talking to old mate and so something pineapple I guess will be in the name or something, I'm not sure. They are a pretty funky company and they do some fantastic quality gear. Uh, yeah, super stoked with all their stuff. I've got the capture clip on the bag here somewhere. See it now, but it's definitely there, and I use their rain cover, which is awesome on the camera. I love that, so definitely worth going to check out uh, Peak Design. Uh, see the link below for your chance to win a freebie, which is always good. Uh, Fujifilm, along with Canon, Fujifilm is now letting you use your cameras as webcams. Now, the interesting part about this is they have a medium format cameras up to 100 megapixels and they're on the list. So the GFX 100, 50S and 50R are all now capable going through Windows to basically be used as a webcam. So that's some pretty awesome quality business conferences. <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't want to have a bad bad day or an acne breakout with the old GFX 100 up there smashing you in the face, it'd be uh, pretty evident that you've, or you've, if you've had a big night on the Terps, <laughs> you definitely wouldn't be able to hide that, I guess. The quality would definitely show out the old red eyes or the, or the bags under the eyes as well. So it's probably, some things are good, some things are bad about it, but pretty cool. It does also do the X-H1, X-Pro 2, 3, and X-T3 and X-T4 are all available for it. Um, it was over in Adorama they were talking about it. He, he was saying he tried his one of his cameras and there was no audio coming out of the camera. So whether you've got to do audio through your laptop or computer as a separate, maybe through a pod, little podcast speaker or something, I'm not quite sure. But if you own a Fuji and you have been working at home, definitely worth going to check out. Could be something that's useful to you and your business. Um, Apple rumors, holy crap, they never stop. Uh, they're already talking about iPhone 13, even though iPhone 12 is not due till later this year. Now, iPhone 2021, the rumors are flying. iPhone 13 from a new leaker on Twitter, over from everything Apple Pro dropped this, uh, or was talking about this possible and something there's a lot of stuff on there a lot of it we know is going to change but the one thing that was interesting which i haven't heard of before for a camera for a phone company is anamorphic lens specific anamorphic lens they did say something about 64 megapixels i don't think that's really matters the megapixels are all going down on these cameras so i don't know why they keep going up on phone cameras it really there's no benefit and keep going through the roof but anamorphic would be great. 
They are hugely popular as an external screw-on lens. I use one on my iPhone if I'm filming with it. I always use anamorphic. I think it looks good and gives it a really good image. Um, the moment's huge with the anamorphic. Alanzi do it. There's a heap of other brands that are doing the anamorphic look with the film side and definitely with the, the phone side. So for a company to start even thinking about this and adding that in as a specific next lens option in their arsenal is fantastic because I think that will do really well. There'll be a lot of very interested small to medium filmmakers that could definitely use that feature. So very, very cool. Uh, as I said, they're also looking at they also talked about upping their megapixel count, but I don't think I don't think it'll happen because they've realized they should be realizing that the more megapixels doesn't really help you. Unless you're even printing out monster posters, they can still do it out of a normal iPhone. So they don't need those megapixels. It really doesn't affect anything in the long term. If you're a camera person, you'll understand it. Um, but basically, once you get to a certain range, about 20 megapixels, uh, anything after that sort of is, is nice to have and good and like good. If you're like a la big landscape, landscape photographer uh, like I do, yeah, it's fantastic, but even still, if I can, if I stitch six of my photos together, I'll come out with 100 to 200 megapixel photo anyway, so it really doesn't make too much of a difference. Um, now they're gonna say it's all screen, no notch, so they'll be gone for FaceTime, or it'll be under the screen, or whatever, or whatever, they're saying the 20, 2021 iPhone 13 will be a notchless phone, no thumbprint, that'll be all, everything will be under screen somehow. It'll be reverse wireless charging um, and no USB, that'll be going to a completely port-free phone, which is fantastic for waterproofness. You still have your speakers to worry about as such, but yeah, it's definitely looking like it's going that way. The more they talk about it, I'd say the more that say 2021, will be the end of cords for the iPhone. Uh, iPhone 12, obviously, we haven't even got that out yet and we're bringing in all this stuff from next year, so apologies there. But the iPhone 12, good news on that, they're talking about Wi-Fi 6 for that, which will be fantastic. Uh, that's gonna have better reception and all the benefits out of Wi-Fi 6. That will be really good, especially if you're in an office and you're using the Wi-Fi for the data or you're at home. Uh, downloading stuff, uploading photos, it's gonna be a lot smoother for you to do that. So now they're also looking about a November release too. That's the new rumor. So we normally have that September 21, 22. I think Jack was born on Apple uh, unveiling a couple in 2017. So that's gonna change now. That's normally his birthday, which is always good. I get to have his birthday and see all the new phones. Um, we're not gonna have it till November. So it, that's probably won't hurt them too much because as long as when they release them in November, they've got the product ready to sell because that only leaves a month to get the orders out for Christmas. So that's gonna be a tight schedule. If they lose that Christmas rush and that Christmas sales portion, uh, I think that will be I guess, tricky for them to make up. That's gonna be a lot of money they'll lose out on. In Australia, I don't think it'll affect them too much, purely because we're 90% of people are still on contracts. Even though you can move and change through the contracts, they're still basically contracts where you get a phone with you, as long as you stay with the company for two years, 
I get it with my Telstra so I don't have to pay for the phone. It's built into the contract and the cost of the bill. Um, that way you don't have to come up with the 1500 two grand they are now. So I'm assuming it's going to be closer to two grand, the iPhone 12. Um, so that really doesn't affect when and, when and if you get it because you've then got to wait for Apple to get it to Telstra, to Optus, to Vodafone and then ship it out to you. So it'll be early next year before I see my new phone anyway. So that really doesn't affect us too much. It's, I've been lucky to get it in January anyway with Telstra. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and that's about it. I've got to shoot some photos because I'm gonna be selling my 300mm Super Takama and my 100mm Super Takama. I'm just not using them. Uh, the, the 300 I tried and it's just, it's not good enough low light and it, I mean it's an old lens, it's got that look that I like and it's just super heavy and I'm just not using it. I'm using the 55 to 200, the, the EFM lens more than I anything else with that and, I, and it's super easy to use. I can zoom on with it and it's got autofocus. This not having autofocus, it's tricky. I've, and it's cost me a few where I've gone to get some nice shots of birds, some beautiful big black cockatoos, massive things like this size and this thick, just massive big cockatoos out in the bush. And the photos I got back were just blurred and I couldn't use them, unfortunately. And it's just purely because it doesn't have autofocus and it's sort of, it's so this is really good for the landscape. You've got a clear image, you can just lock it in, but you also need a lot of light. So I thought I'd, no, I'll just move on. I can buy another lens with that. I can get a nice wide-angle autofocus. So yeah, and the macro I'm going, I'm just not using it. I'm using the 55 to 200, and that's doing a great job with an extension tube on it. So I'm just not using it. Um, I know someone's going to use it. It's perfect condition, this one. This one's a little bit of wear and tear and a little, little loose at the top, but still works fine. But the, this macro is just... Yeah, mint condition and yeah, love it. But yeah, just I'm just it's just sitting there rusting, and I'd rather have someone out there playing with it, and I can get something else to try it and test. It was fun to try it out and test it, and it did give me some really nice photos. That one I was very impressed with the, that for a 40 year old lens. But that's about it. Righty, I better go. I've gone over my recording limits. I'm gonna have to stitch this together to finish it off. I will see you all tomorrow night because. I've got to fly to work. See you soon. Anyway, whether you're going that way, that way, I'll catch you tomorrow. Stay safe.